Yeah, I'm going to burrow under the door. And you have broken the number one rule of Minecraft. Never dig straight down. Is there silver on the sides? Did I get sliced by a silver spike? But the main problem is it seems as if, unlike your other wounds, which have healed without even a scar, this one is beginning to fester. Ooh, secret tunnels. You have been infected with wolf's bane. I thought we were wolves. And this is the bane of us. Why don't you just take out the leader? Fighting the leader? Usually the strongest alpha male in their back. I chose my words quite carefully. I said assassinate. So you actually get a response uh, from an individual whose tag says Sammy Boy 2004. Uh, and it says that they have access to neutralized poison and can meet you outside the Temple of Ishtar in Hattusa. and welcome back to the SAO Odd Campaign. This is Season 4, Episode 15. I am Quentin, your GM and host for today's session, and I am joined by a table full of players today. It's more full than it usually is, so let's let's go around, we'll make our rounds, and we'll go ahead and introduce ourselves. Hi! Uh, we are also joined by a cat, apparently. Oh, there is a kitty cat. There is a cat. We've uh, been adopted. Yes. Uh, beside that point, hi everyone, my name is Emily, and today I am playing Odette, a level 11 elf arcanist who is always joined by our cute little pseudo dragon, Indiana, and her precious collection of books, especially Don Quixote, on her right-hand side, which she is holding up and displaying to you right now. Which you can visually see before your eyes. I'm also joined by none other than... I'm RL. I play Greg. I'm Greg! I'm a level 10 dead. I'm a level 11 ranger. Uh, and I, I have a goat named Jerry who likes to eat my socks and to interrupt me. That is a very rude goat. You'll need to work on kid discipline. Um, well, thing is, I don't really like to discipline him that much because, you know, technically, uh, he's a goat. So gotta let him do goat things. Goat's gonna goat. Speaking of goats... The greatest of all time of our podcast followers, special shout out and thank you to all of our Patreon members who are currently giving to the podcast and help supporting everything that we do here, including website hosting fees, character arts, and constantly getting to new equipment, updating, and putting out special unique content for you guys. Well, thank you, Ashley Banana and Jason Jason for supporting our Patreon. And without any further ado, when last we left off, the sides of the Odd Guild were divided, Odette having sided with the vampires and Greg siding with the werewolves. Both of them have come to a disagreement of moral beliefs and political standings on this floor, floor 10. Odette has a secret mission given to her none other by Darius, the captain of the guard, to assassinate the mayor of Lunka Village. He's on this way this evening, little to Greg's knowledge has been more preoccupied with exploring an anti-werewolf den and accidentally getting caught in a trap. 
Inflicted by Wolfsbane, he had to very hurriedly teleport from the town of Lunka, meeting an individual in the town of Hattusa. And that is where we're going to be picking up this week's episode. You find yourself in a bustling marketplace filled with hundreds of people. The streets are packed. You can barely move. And honestly, with the tourniquet on your leg, people are kind of pushing you over and you're stumbling through the busy streets as the bazaars are very filled and you can hear the cheers and roars from the nearby coliseums. Oh, it's been a while since I've been back here. <gasps> my leg is purple. <laughs> Jerry, my leg is purple. Me. Me. Are dogs colorblind? Am I gonna go colorblind? Um, I will, in a sort of panic state, try to walk to the destination of where I said I was going to meet with this person. You begin hobbling your way to the Temple of Ishtar, which is in the center of the city, luckily somewhat close to where you entered in through your teleportation. You are on currently the main street, and you have but only to walk down a few blocks. You find it difficult to traverse through the dense populace as all of these individuals are bustling around you. Big will shout, Can everybody move? I've got an injured leg and I might die! Everyone kind of stares at you very awkwardly, but gives you a wide berth, maybe because you're injured or maybe because they think you're crazy. Uh, some people do still just not care or pay attention to you at all. Perhaps they don't even understand what you're saying. But eventually you make your way to the Temple of Ishtar, and you meet up by one of the side gardens where you mentioned you would meet an individual named Sammy Boy 2004 But the only individuals you see here are a very old man in long white robes carrying chains on his shoulders and an individual who's probably in their late 20s. He's a young adult. He stands at around about 5 foot 10 with shaggy brown hair, brown eyes, and he's wearing a very glistening, shiny silver breastplate. Uh, and he's wielding a, a scythe over his shoulder. Uh, are either of you Sammy Boy 2004? What? Um, and the, the old man kind of turns around. Does this man appear to be an NPC? Does he have an icon on him? He does, he does not appear to be an NPC. It's this very elderly gentleman in a white robe. He seems to take his hood down and he's like holding his ear up to you as if he's hard of hearing. Is your name Sammy? Uh, no, my name's not Sammy. I'm George. Oh, hi, George. Um, I'm urgently looking for someone named Sammy. Uh, I think. My grandson's name's Sammy. Does that help? Is, uh, well, um, are you Sammy Boy 2004? Uh, that's my grandson. Did you agree to meet up with somebody who needed removed poison? Oh, yeah, I think his name was Schmeg. That's me. I'm Schmeg. Um, oh, oh hi, Schmeg. Well, it's actually, it's Greg. Uh, my name's Greg Shaw. Um, or you can call me by my username, which is Papa Bear with me. <laughs> well, I can't bear this pain anymore, so I'd appreciate if we could get uh, poison removed. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Greg, go ahead. Not a problem. I'll, I'll take that out of you real quick. And you see, as he's, like, feeling in front of him, and he hasn't been looking you in the eyes whatsoever, and he's kind of reaching out, uh, but he's not moving anywhere near you. He's actually kind of walking slightly to your right. Uh, sir, I will move over towards him and raise up my leg. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Not promiscuously, I promise. Oh, wow, yeah. And he just kind of, like, grabs your thigh and just starts pressing on it, like, right where your wound is. Uh, uh, oh, well, yeah, that's real messed up. You did yeah. a number on that one. 
Yeah, well, um... Oh, boy. How do you remove the poison? Oh, it's... I mean, I could... I could suck it out if you like. I don't think that's very effective, though. Are you... There's a spell. Remove poison? Uh, you no. said that you had it, sir. No, 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 no. I think it's called neuter poison. Neutralize poison. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the one. Here, here, let me just dig into my book. And he just go, starts going into his bag. <laughs> he, he's not looking down at his bag. He's just feeling around in it. He just starts throwing scrolls. No, no, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Actually, uh, hey, Theo, can you read any of those scrolls? I don't know what they say. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do not mean to be rude, but I am paying for your services and I do not want to die. Oh, Schnickies, you hear that? We're getting paid, Theo. Oh, wait, we're, we are? Apparently we're getting paid. I was going to, you know, compensate you for your... Oh, well, this payday. I need, yeah, I do need money. And scrolling across your field of vision is this already pre-described young adult individual standing five foot ten, shaggy brown hair with brown eyes, played none other than... Hi, my name Bye. is Peter. I also go by Handle, as you may know. I played Uguin. Not the best character, but Nugget is. So. Nugget is the best yeah, character. Yeah, he really Fondly is. remembered. Especially the bigger he is, the better he is. I'm playing Theodore. I'm a human fighter. Very, very classic. Uh, and I'll be here to support Greg in his journey. There we go. Greg was unaware of this. And Theodore ends up handing George one of these scrolls. Oh, thank you, my lad. Oh, you really helped me out here. All right. And he opens it, and he starts peeling his fingers over it. And he spits in his hand, and just slaps your leg and starts chanting. Greg looks to Theodore with a concerned look on his face. As just, to say, just trust the process. It's fine. He's, he's strange. It's normal. Are you sure he's not having a stroke? He begins, like, tremoring and, like, shaking your thigh very vigorously and then grabs the, the other side of your thigh with his other hand, which is also kind of, like, vigorously tremoring, until eventually you see that the black veins begin receding throughout your body. And as he moves his hand away from your leg, you see that an, a black fluid is coming out from the initial wound where you were pierced in the leg. And all of a sudden, all of this fluid comes out and splashes onto the ground next to you. That feels tremendously better. I will take off the little thing that's cutting off my circulation. He tries to shake his leg out. Uh, also, question, and he looks to um, Theodore. Um, a quick question. You wouldn't happen to know what tonight's moon is on this floor, would you? It's kind of important. I don't think there are any new balloons on this floor, no. I don't, I don't pay attention to the moon. You should. The moon! You might miss it. The moon! When it's always full. Oh, yeah, it's, uh... I think it's, uh... What are the, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me sit on this for a little bit. And, and he does. He kind of just sits down and just starts scratching his head. And um, he um, does um, this often. Um, uh, well, I might be able to figure it out myself. That's um, a Wayne and Gibbous tonight. Oh, that is... Okay, well, that means it's not going to be full. Um, well, I pay them two gold each. Theodore, did we just get platinum? No, no. This is gold. What? What do you mean this is gold? It's it's gold. I can barely buy a loaf of bread with this. Where are you getting your bread? Only the finest sourced pan you can find. Well, maybe just get regular bread and it won't cost gold. I mean, yeah, sure, but like, you know, do you know how much it normally costs for someone to neutralize poison? That's a level four oracle spell, young lady. I'm a... I'm a man. Oh, wow, your voice is very deceitful. 
<laughs> I'm a man. Wait. You had really thick thighs for a man. Yeah, the appearance Wide is kind hips. of deceiving, too. You said your name was Greg? I heard it was Shorlene. My name is Greg Shaw. This is my goat, Jerry. Well, this is less than I tip it in Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do, do you want more? How much would you say you want? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, generally, it's like 250 to get like a level one spell, isn't it? Something like that. See, so, uh, what's the going rates these days? I used to buy a hamburger for a nickel. Sir, um, and I don't mean this in any employed way. How old are you exactly? Because I thought I was old to be in this game. I'm 33, um, but it turns out, uh, no. Oh, that's my son's age. Wait, no, my, that's, that uh, was my son's age like 15 years ago. So, I'm sorry, did you, did you like grandkids put you up to this? Oh, yeah. Good old Samuel. Samuel, Sa Sammy boy. Oh, it was his birthday the other week. Great time. Uh, then he said, hey, granddad, you should check this out. I can fly around on like a magic kite and do parkour, whatever that means. I thought he was buying a perka. Well. <laughs> he said he was going to help with my cataracts, and I'd see a whole new world, and he stuck this metal tube on my head. I haven't been able to leave. Yeah, that's that's the thing. They, they took out the logo button, so I'm kind of stuck here as well. So, uh, I guess that you've been traveling around with him, Theo. Yeah, yeah, I just ignore, like, 80% of what he says. It's not relevant. It's, well, you know, a lot like my grandfather. But yeah, Theo, here's uh, becoming a great legendary hero. Oh, a legendary hero. I'll have someone that would love to meet you. Oh, really? You have, you have, a, you have a better one? Oh, no, um, I just have somebody who is... Th Theo's searching. kind of been slacking on his training recently. I, I still don't really know what it means. I guess you help me out. Is there anything I can do for you in return? Like something that would be quick and not take like an entire day because I may or may not have a race war to get back to. Oh, a race war. I love races. Can we bet on the ponies? Well, actually, uh, there are werewolves and vampires. There's a whole race war happening on the 10th floor. Dude, that sounds like a great opportunity for you to stand up and make a hero of yourself. I guess it just depends on which side of the race war you're going to be on, whether it's uh, dictatorial uh, aristocratic vampires who, you know, maybe stole everything from the not-so-fortunate werewolves who had the land invaded, and then they were not only pushed off to the edge of the land, but also some of them were kidnapped and are now being kept in a blood camp where they are used as feeders. So, I mean, you choose. Which side pays better? Pay to the werewolf side pay well. Yes. Hey, look at that! Yeah, it sounds like the perfect opportunity. Well, yeah, if we overthrow the vampires, we get, you know, access to the whole Stockholm. Well, that sounds pretty good. Well, you want to overthrow a dictator? Or, uh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. All right, sounds good. We're on board. Do you go? Oh, wow. Uh, that was quite easy and also mildly unexpected because... Well, I mean, you're helping us out. I'm trying to groom him to be a legendary hero. Oh, well, um, maybe you don't want to say, like, uh, wait, you, you know what? Never mind. Not my business. <laughs> Do you guys know how to get to Floating? Which one was that? The one above this one. Above? Yeah, we can head north. No, 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 no. Um, well, uh, you know what? How about... Theo, you know how to get there. Yeah, I know how to get there. You've been to Floating? Yeah, 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 yeah. When we were, we were uh, investigating the kidnapping of the baker's daughter, you remember that one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we didn't get very far. It turns out I can't breathe underwater very well. I can barely breathe oxygen, so water's really hard for me. Somebody was kidnapped underwater? Oh, yeah, it was a whole big thing. We still haven't found out what's causing it. Apparently, like, eight different people have gone missing. That's concerning. That's also convenient. Wait, 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 
Wait, if you guys could go to floor 10, why didn't you meet me at floor 10 in Luca? Where I said I was. I'm sorry, is that where you said you were? Yes. Oh yeah, it's real hard to read when you're blind. You know what, I'll give you a pass on that one. <coughs> um, well, if you wanted to teleport back with me, I could introduce you. I'm kind of a local celebrity there. Oh, there he goes. Celebrities. I will message Odette as well. I've met a real legendary hero. <laughs> I love that for you. So, Odette, you get this message. It's while you're in the boat. How's my reception out here? Oh, it's phenomenal. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Would you respond to that? Greg, he doesn't know what a legendary hero is. I am the best legendary hero of them all. She kind of says this out loud and then just closes it. Doesn't even respond very nice. Greg is kind of sad. He feels like he's in a fight with one of his friends. All right, are we going to stop a race war? Well, uh, I mean, uh, I guess so. I, I do need to get some of my equipment fixed, but this is kind of a time-sensitive thing. So, um, yeah, if you just teleport to Lunka, I'll, I'll go there with you. All right, sounds good, Theo. Gotta get on our way. Absolutely, let's go. All right, we'll make it there right in Spiffy, or else my name isn't George Abrams Stepalophagus the Third. Is that your name? <laughs> and he teleports. <laughs> and you all make your way back to the town of Lunka. Greg, with your newfound accompaniment, you've teleported to the town of Lunka, and you are going to introduce them to the mayor and the rest of the town. Oh, so uh, just follow me up here. Uh, how low is the sun? Uh, it is getting ready to set as almost dark. So are you, um, are you like his grandson or his... No, 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 no. He just found all. a disabled elderly man and was like, yeah. He found he's... me. Yeah, he's my legendary hero. Yeah, well, are you okay? He walked up to me speaking of visions or something, and I was just very confused. He called me a legendary hero. Yeah, we gotta find the legendary artifact so we can give it to the legendary hero and then we can beat the game. Oh, well, I suppose that makes sense. Anyway, this is the mayor's mansion. Yeah, it looks great. How do we get inside? It's kind of breezy out here. I would just walk in. And as you walk in, there's a lot of panic, screaming, and individuals looking around. You hear, where could he have gone? He just vanished in front of us. We got inside any moment now. Everyone, it's Greg. I'm okay. And immediately, all of the hurried footsteps running about ceases. Everyone with a shocked expression turns to your direction. This is a surprise, Gregory. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing all right now. Um, I'm surprised to see you in one piece. I would have been even more surprised to see me in one piece if I uh, hadn't been whisked away by some weird magical force that brought me to these two people who helped me out and now are here to help you. This is a, a blessing. Like none smiles upon us, there is favor for us on this night. Ah. Oh. Yeah, like none. Why have you brought them? You are cured, which is well, but what need have we of them now? I told you, the vampires are coming to attack. Wait, that wasn't just a hysteria spewing? No, that was legitimate. I have informants in the Rimidolf castle, and they told me... You remember the friends I was here with before? They're at the castle, and apparently the castle's trying to attack you guys. But don't worry. We've got a legendary hero right here, and he's going to stop the entire race war single-handedly. Oh, yeah. And he pats the back of Theodore. I don't know about that, but I definitely think we should be prepared. That wasn't a hysteria thing. That was a legitimate threat from 
the vampires, and I don't really want to see anybody get hurt. Oh, my. Well, we have seldom time to speak, Haba. Yoskir, uh, go uh, to the armament. Take Ralcom and Siratan with you. Uh, make sure that all of the children are safe. Uh, you can put them in the storehouse for now. It is the most defensible location. Make sure that you alert all of the watch to make sure they are hypervigilant so we know when they shall come. Get the rest of the men to start fortifying the location. They could be coming from any direction. Well, thankfully, we are protected by the sea on one of our sides. Uh, more than likely, it is hard to traverse through the woods, and we can have watch through there. If they are going to attack, they will more than likely come through the plains. Through all the sheep? You think sheep are enough to stop them? We have a plan. Well, I hope that plan's enough, because they seem really intent on just murdering everybody. You may underestimate what the people of this town are willing to do for their safety. I don't underestimate anybody. I just take into account how powerful the vampires are. Trust me, I was imprisoned by them. How how many vampires are there? I have no idea. He whispers to Theodore. Oh, wait, let me, let me, let me take a look at this. Uh, There's at least four of them. At least four? Uh, I can handle four. No, 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 there's like at least four. Oh, you're always so cryptic with these things. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's like more than one, probably closer to like 30. Last time you said there was at least something, you said there was at least half a bear? Well, I wasn't wrong. There was at least half a bear there. It wasn't my fault that it was a Tarrasque that ate it. Oh, uh, well, I'm not strong enough to be a Tarrasque, all right? Big X. That's really good. <laughs> That's quality. So, Maya, uh, I was just... Wondering what you suggest, you know, doing. Uh, you said put all the children in the storehouse, but logically, I don't know if that's a really logical, you know, thing to do logically, because... Well, if you, I am open to suggestions, Gregory. However, it is the most defendable location that I can think of. Well, uh, I'm just saying, I, I don't really know uh, logically what the best option would be, but personally, I wouldn't put all of your you know, youngins in a storehouse that you could, you know, to one explosive to and then, you know, kill all your children. I do happen to know of a very secure, very intricate tunnel system that you could hide the kids in. I went through like a mile of it, I think, but I think... Isn't we... this the same one where you were inflicted with wolfsbane and almost died? Yeah, but that's like one trap and there's also a lot of tunnel that isn't trapped and isn't anti-werewolf and could probably keep everyone safe since they wouldn't know about the tunnels and wouldn't know where to find your people to, you know, kill them. And also we could collapse the tunnel. On one side at least. Uh, Still have air. Uh, I am fine if you think this uh, tunnel is a safer location. I'm just saying it's under everything, where do you think the vampires are going to look for your people to kill? Oh, maybe in this storehouse that seems well guarded. Or, you know, I don't know if they think to be like, you know, where are the werewolves that we're going to kill? Oh yeah, they're probably under the ground. That doesn't seem like a thing that they would assume. I'm just saying, it might be. I mean, we have an easy access to it now. Where is this tunnel which you speak of? Well, it started at the anti-werewolf pit, but somehow ended in the blacksmith shop. Yes, Kira, are you aware of this connection? Oh, well, yes, it is actually uh, right next to the um, secret storm, so uh, we could probably funnel people down there. 
uh, through the hidden entrance, and it would be relatively secure uh, once we get all of the armaments out and distributed to all of the men and women who are already on the front lines. We can uh, keep any uh, less than able-bodied individuals uh, down in the tunnel system. I can draw a quick map so you know the places that I've explored and where it's safe, but there's a good bit of tunnel system and, and rooms that would be easily defendable, especially if you just, you know, collapse one side of the tunnel. Ah, very well. We will probably have to work very late into the night. But please, if we can make these preparations happen as soon as possible, for some of our individuals, we may not have very much time. As Mayor Vasile looks out to the setting sun. Oh, yeah, that, that might pose a bit of an issue. I can have words with the people, hopefully preparing them for the inevitable, but assuring them that we are doing everything we can. It may do some to calm them, if they have guidance from me. It is, uh, serendipitously, almost time for the evening deliberation. Would you want to do for our new friends who are here to help us? Uh, perhaps that is something we can discuss once we have made the public announcement, but they are free to join us uh, as one of the people. And from there, we can move on to uh, to strategically utilize their aid. Sounds wonderful. The mayor begins walking down a path, turning to his left and walking up a brief hill before he makes his way into a barn of sorts. But for Greg, you, this is a very familiar sight. So for Theodore, you haven't seen this before. And this barn, also referred to as a storeroom, seems to be lined with pews filling almost the entire building, and there's a white carpet which runs down the center all the way up to a bit of a stage where there is a podium. This room is packed with people, all sitting down at the pews, and then Mayor Vasile begins walking up to the top of the stage and addresses the congregation of individuals. My townsfolk, I wish I were addressing you with better news. Unfortunately, I fear that our long-awaited peace shall not be this eve or tomorrow morn. In fact, we are in dire straits. I have heard news that there is a potential vampire attack. They will be coming for our village, for our women and our children. They wish to threaten our very way of life. I think this is time for us to rise and come a new age where we stand up for ourselves. We have taken a diplomatic route, and our voices and cries have gone unheard. We shall stand to defend that wish we wish to protect. For now, please, follow Yaskir and Ritkam. All women shall be taking their children and all of the elderly individuals into a tunnel where you shall be secured. All able-bodied individuals, we are needing to shore up our defenses. There shall be a, a trench dug out before the shipyards, and we shall have numerous individuals on watch. Everyone shall be prepared with armaments, which Yaskir shall distribute to you all. But please, keep heart, do not be afraid, and do all that you can for the sake of our way of life. Do not let this tyranny overtake you. 
Do not let your emotions take control of you. Now is a time for composure. We must steel ourselves so that we may come out to a brighter tomorrow. Tell your children what you need to in order to calmly take them to the safe location. And once you are through, please regroup and regather so that we may deliberate further on our course of defense. Now, go in peace. And everyone, kind of hurriedly and somewhat anxiously, begins rushing either out of the building or rushing towards the mayor to ask what the next step of defenses shall be. Uh, hey, Theodore, uh, Adarn, now you've not mentioned this, but this is a town of werewolves, in case you didn't know. Right. I am also currently part werewolf. Oh, that's very exciting for you. I don't know about exciting, but it sure is <laughs> interesting. Well, these are your people, yeah? Well, um, you know, they kind of adopted me. Um, first I was trying to escape, and then they scratched me, and then I have lycanthropy, and then I turned into a werewolf, and then I ran away, and then I was found here, and then they're like, welcome, you're part of the family. And then, um, well, uh, and then I found out the vampires are kind of racist against the werewolves in a very, very, very not good way, like turning them into blood slaves type way. Like apparently they have like a whole secret city of werewolves that they just use for blood. Oh, how unjust. I know. Well, I guess it's a happy coincidence you turned into a werewolf then. I guess. I I was feeling kind of conflicted about which side to choose, you know? But I think I'm on the right side of things. I agree. So with that, you are all rushing around this evening desperately trying to shore up your defenses. And this is where we cut to Odette. Dear God, how long are we going to be in this boat? It's been like an hour in total. Oh, well, yeah, it would be pretty easy for you to see that if I wasn't the only one rowing. Oh, wait, it is easy for you to say that because I am the only one rowing. Crandall, you need to keep your voice down. It echoes too much. We're almost there. You really should keep our voice down. Yes, Crandall, like, drink something if you can't be quiet. Like water. Is the sea water? Yeah, you really should drink salt water. I really, I hear it's good for your digestive system. Ace? You need a healthy intake of sodium. Ace, please, dear. Deal's meal. I know. I will slap you. <laughs> Why is he whispering in message? Yeah, it's like italicized. All lowercase. Randall, we need to be quiet. So why are you whispering in messages? <laughs> Across, didn't it? This is very effective. <laughs> I just whispered the notification. I agree, it is very effective. I don't know why this mind game worked on me. Grando, you cannot roll and type at the same time. I know it is very impressive how I am currently multitasking. Luckily, I am typing with my toes. Oh dear. I'm going to prepare a spell to case so we can get a good view of the area. At least I will get a good view in the area. You say this out loud? Mm. Okay. You were with Carmen and Fiora, correct? Yes. Uh, you see that Carmen is currently standing at the bow of the boat, uh, kind of looking onwards. You're on the coast, but you do see light off in the distance. It's about a mile away. It would seem as if uh, they are very urgent, running about the village. Oh, I can all... What do my elf eyes see? Can I see anything? You can roll a perception check. It's very, very far away, though. All right. 
It is a moonlit night. It is fine. Oh, it is a moonlit night. It is a moonlit night. Twelve. Yeah, you see a bright light off in the distance, and you can faintly hear something. Sounds like maybe growling and howling. But you've been hearing that almost the entire time. Oh, uh, give me one second. I'm going to cast Arcane Eye and see if I can make it move far away. Sure. Okay, I'd like to cast Arcane Eye, if possible. And what does that spell do? It says, <laughs> casting time takes 10 minutes. Duration is one minute per level. It creates an invisible magical sensor at any point you can see, but can travel outside your line of sight without hindrance. It moves at 30 feet per round if looking um, as if it was like a human looking or 10 feet per round of examining walls, ceiling and floor ahead, etc. Like, so if you're looking at everything, uh, it is blocked by solid barriers, uh, but it can pass through a hole or space as small as one inch in diameter, and it requires that I concentrate to move the eye. Okay. She pulls out a little piece of bat fur that she's collected after being in the dungeons for so long. Very nice. All right. One moment. Ten minutes later. All right, so she sends out this. Ten minutes later. <laughs> you're very close to the shore now, but you're not quite there. We should probably stop moving for a second, especially since it seems that they might be kind of close to the shore. Grendel, pull us over by the coast. Allow Odette to explore first. You know what? We can definitely thank Celia for this spell. It is great. So she sends out this arcane eye, which is invisible, but it's like a little eyeball, and she has vision as it travels through, and she's examining with this eye as it moves. It begins traveling up the coastline and actually weaving its way through the forest and trees until you come up to these houses, this village, which you've been in before at evening, normally very quiet, save for the howling of wolves, seems bustling with life. Numerous villagers scrambling about the town quite anxiously, wielding torches to provide higher levels of light than just what the moonlight provides. Individuals sometimes pause and seem to almost double over in pain, but then continue going about the tasks at which they were doing. You see numerous people grabbing swords and arrows, some with shovels running out to the fields. This town is bustling with life, though everyone seems quite distracted with their task at hand. Hmm. She kind of starts talking as she's focusing and concentrating. It looks like they are trying to repair for something more than likely Greg told them about the plans. It doesn't look like they're keeping their eyes on the coast right now, so we should be okay. Let me see if I can find the mayor. As you allow your arcane eye to traverse through the towns, there are numerous houses, the large barn, which you recall, and you do... Make note that there is the large mayor's manor. Let us see. It seems, what was this? The time of the wolves turning into werewolves, but nobody's transformed yet that I can see. Let me check this barn. You take the arcane eye inside the barn, but it seems as if it had been hurriedly abandoned. It is in somewhat of a state of disarray. Pews have kind of been toppled. The rugs kind of furled over on itself door is left slung wide open, and it doesn't appear as if anyone is here currently. Hmm. All right. Now back to over to the... I don't know. Did I know where the mayor's house was? I do not. You don't definitively know where the mayor's okay, house is. Okay, but I see a big house. You do see a big house, and it has been referred to as the mayor's manor before. Not while I was there. Really interesting. You, you see a big house, which is on top of a cliffside, apart from all of the other smaller houses. All right. I'm going into the big house on the, the cliff. 
Your arcane eye begins moving around the manor, peering through the various windows and attempting to find cracks in doors. You peer through, circling it multiple times, some of the curtains close, some of them partially open, and you do see a number of people bustling in and out, and eventually you do catch an open door and are able to maneuver it inside. All right, I'm in. Okay, who is here right now? You see a number of faces, none of which are really familiar to you. You've entered into what appears to be a great hall. There's two large staircases in front of you, and there's a door, effectively, on either side of you. One to your left, right, and one directly in front of you. Where do you take the arcane eye? Left. You make your way to your left-hand side, where you see a number of individuals currently frantically flipping through books on tables, but none of them appear to be the mayor. Uh, I would try to bring the eye a little bit closer to see what they might be looking at, if I can read the language or not. Uh, what languages do you have? I know they speak Turkish here. From last episode, I do not have Turkish. That's true. So you can't read the language, but roll for me a spellcraft check. Yeah, it's a 12. Unfortunately, you are not able to decipher these texts as they are in a different language, though they are definitely looking up something magical. There seems to be pictures in this book with very bright, radiating auras. It is a picture book? <laughs> Wait, I can see the auras with the arcane? I'm so confused. No, 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 no. Um, like, it's like a drawing of a bright aura around an object. It looks like some sort of maybe sun spell. I cannot tell. It looks, it's in a language I cannot read. This is very frustrating. All right, moving on. But just, we have no way to tell the other vampires, but they are, they do seem to have access to magical capabilities. After all, they did trap us there for a bit. That is uh, very concerning. Maybe we should burn the library down. Ooh, that would be a good idea to burn that down. Ah, perhaps this is one of the places where I will plant the explosives. That wouldn't be bad. But can I get one of the books at least? Do you want to burn it down or do you want to read it? I want to read it and burn it down. Well, maybe if you sneak in there while also doing your job. Ah, very well, I shall do my job. But I'm doing... Hold on, you're losing con- concentration. Hold on. She continues to concentrate and then quickly is moving the eyes, scanning for the mayor at this point just to see where he might be. Does nobody see this eye? It's apparently invisible. So unless anyone's using it to detect magic actively, you aren't going to be able to tell that this is even there. Radical. You move the eye back into the great hall which you entered to, and then you take the other entrance before going upstairs, seeing if there was anything to your right instead. And indeed, you make your way into a large study where there are numerous chairs and scrolls and pages furled out haphazardly on tables with numerous individuals there. There is a lot being planned right now. There are around about seven individuals in this room, including a familiar face. Two of them, actually. You see the mayor, Lupo Vasile, and you also see standing beside him, Greg, and two other adventurer-like individuals one wielding a very large scythe and another one in a white robe. Oh, no. It is him. It is Sammy. Oh, you do recognize... No, you do recognize him, too. That's a good point. Uh, yes, we may have a problem. What's the problem? We're going to assassinate the mayor. So you know how you are my legendary hero? That is what you tell me, though you've never explained what it is. There is another legendary hero there. 
By your standards, what does that mean? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> right. Well, it is not by my standards I would not have picked him. But I can tell that Sammy has found a new one. Who? Uh, another member of the Arcanist Anonymous Guild. What? We're all over the place. What can I say? I told you, we are all on floor 10 right now, trying to... Uh, wait, wait, you're telling me that somehow uh, someone who was part of the guild that you used to be a part of has found another part... You, wait, there are more people who are crazy in collecting these people? What do you mean, crazy in collecting? We all collect our legendary heroes to find a legendary artifact in order to beat this game. Don't you know the rules? What rules? Was there some contract you signed? No. There was... <laughs> <laughs> there was no contract. It was just a blood ritual, and that was all. Is there anything imperative that we need to know before we go in there? Oh, there are two more players there in addition to Greg. What do you mean by players? There are two more people who are very powerful, possibly more powerful than the werewolves. It depends on how this legendary hero is. It looks like he wields a sword of some sort. Will they impede our mission on assassinating the mayor? Potentially. Craig is there. Hmm. Do you think an explosion will draw their attention away? See. Si. So, you're saying I should blow up the library? See. Si. <laughs> Wait, no. Throw them away from the house. They're all in the same giant building. Is there anywhere you would recommend? Blow up the sheep. If they cannot eat. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, perhaps we are to do that. Um, is there anywhere else? Anywhere else? We have two explosive charges, so I was figuring we would be able to spread out across the village. Oh, let me see. I'm going to need to back out of here. All right, Mayor Lupo, I see you there. You don't go anywhere. She backs the eye. <laughs> she backs the eye out of the house. Okay, you back the eye, the arcane eye out of the house, and you are back, hovering over the village, and you see it in its entirety. How many people are near the shore right now? Do, do we need to draw people away from it? There are not many people by the shore right now. It seems like the majority of them are going between three locations. They seem to be centralized around the mayor's manor. Oh, no, yeah, they kind of are by the shore because they're at the blacksmith shop. They're not by the docks, though. So they seem to be uh, triangulating between the mayor's manor, the blacksmith's shop, which is somewhat near the docks, and then also the fields of sheep. Oh, with S. Do you want to finish your thought, or do you want to just leave it there? Oh, I leave. <laughs> do you think we should blow up the building right by the shore, or should we try and direct them further away? Well, it depends. Are there a lot of people by the building? Would they see us? Uh, probably. I mean, it is right by the docks. Are we docking? I would kind of like to, like, avoid where there are the people, because I don't know if you know, we're not saying very heightened sands, so they would smell me coming like a mile away. So should we circumvent the entire docks and go down towards the southern part of the shore? We certainly could dock down there. That's perfectly fine. That would put us closer to the ship as well. Yes, we blow up the ship and then I don't know where from there. I, I have no other ideas of where to send you. I'm sorry. I am not the, the legendary hero. He is. Well, I could sneak with you through the forest. Fiora could go down the coastline and sneak to the ship. I could blow up the storehouse immediately behind the mayor's manor, and then that could maybe distract them for you to sneak into the house. It is, sounds like a valid plan. I am willing to work with it. Hero? 
I don't see why not. All right, and what should I do? <laughs> Grendel just seems very excited to finally do something other than rowing, which he's been doing for the past two to three hours. Grendel, weren't you supposed to be planting explosives as well? Oh, I got just the kind. You you do that. Thumbs up. I called them explosives. Very legendary. Very hero. All right, go out, seeing as they won't smell me a mile away, even though I do not know how they do not s- smell a three-foot-six middle-aged bald man from New Jersey coming. I'm going to try and plant it in the blacksmith shop. All right, it sounds like we have mostly a sort of plan. The problem is if the mayor leaves the house and then he's also by himself. Isn't that... You mean we want him to leave the house and be by himself? What the, the, okay. Fine, I am not a hero. I do not make these plans. I just go kaboom. Can you, like, cast fireball in the center of town or something? Actually, yes, I can. I have a wand of fireball. We could get you to the top of the mayor's manor, and you could cast fireball at the center of town. Oh, yes. See, I can do it. All right, everybody, it sounds like we have a plan. It's time to divide and conquer. So, with Odette plotting her assassination and her ploys underway... Let's see how the strategizing's going. And we pan into the scene that Odette saw through her arcane eye. The mayor has taken Greg, Theodore, and George all to his study, and you are surrounded by a, a number of other members of the Werewolf Society, including Yaskir. You have already been previously taken to the blacksmiths, and Greg, you very astutely did locate what you thought to be Yaskir's secret stash of weaponry. And you were not disappointed. All of you were armed with weapons of your choice from the following. Though, Yaskir, remembering that Greg used a bow and arrow, gave you 50 daybreak arrows. Oh, cool. Well, luckily I got my bow back. I, um, found it in the woods. So a daybreak arrow will do 1d6 of additional radiant damage and also sheds light as if it were a sunrod for one round after it is fired or thrown. Wow. Pretty uh, nifty things, Yoskir. Uh, well, yes, we uh, knew this day would be coming. Um, oh, some of us before others. Uh, yes, we have been planning this uh, occasion to happen for almost over a year. You think we were able to get this overnight? Well, I was just saying... When I asked for weapons earlier, you were like, No, we don't have weapons. Uh, these weapons are for a very specific this circumstance. Speaking of which, if any of you are going to be in melee combat, I would highly recommend taking one of these, but I do also understand if you do not wish to have it, uh, if it is not uh, particularly within your uh, realm of expertise. Well, melee combat isn't my usual strong suit, but that all depends on whether the moon whistler will, uh, I guess, take me over. Wait, Mayor Lupo. I, Lupis, Mayor. Yes, I'm standing right next to Gregory. Yes. Do you think you can give me like a kind of crash course on how to control my inner beast? No, uh, yes. Uh, now is the perfect time to be doing this. Generally, we take a month to sit down and meditate and find our inner selves and well, we come don't to have terms time. with it. Uh, but sure, let's see what we can do in the next, uh, like, six hours. Or, you know, just, like, now, just tell me how it works. Do I, like, control my emotions or something? You must be able to psychologically accept yourself and your inner being. 
There is a beast within all of us, but the refinement of the process, we must accept it and know when the proper time to utilize it and let the beast come out. Do not let it control you, but rather control it. Oh. What a wise man. Uh, so for you, the player, if you would ever like to change shape, you can change into either an animal or hybrid form as a full round action by making a DC 15 constitution check. Mm. And if you wish to revert back to a human, it would be a full round action, but it would require a DC 20 constitution check. Mm. Um, Though, on nights in which it is a full moon, you gain a plus five circumstance bonus on turning into either animal or hybrid form, and a minus five penalty on reverting back to human until the sun rises. Well, um... I'm kind of a, a long-distance fighter, usually. I, I'm pretty sure the best place for me would probably be on one of your rooftops. Ah, indeed. I would recommend anyone who is skilled in archery go to the second or third floor. There is a veranda up there in which you can stand on, or you can shoot through the cover of the windows. Oh, well, I think I'll try the veranda for now, and uh, keep my eyes vigilant. Well, I, I don't really know when they're coming to attack, but I'm pretty sure it's very soon. As uh, for you, uh, are, do you use that tool merely for cutting tall grass? No, no, not not at all, actually. Uh, would you like a, a blade of light? He offers to you either a short sword or a long sword, which has been infused with blade of light. It is currently sheathed, so it's not shining all over the place. But if you unsheathe it, you can see that it has an aura of daylight around it. It gains a plus two sacred bonus on all attack rolls against undead and deals an additional 1d6 points of damage. It, okay, how is this offered to me again? He kind of gestures and is holding a short sword out towards you, which is currently sheathed. Okay, I'll grab it. All right, uh, very well then. Um, uh, I will uh, be making sure the rest of the individuals have the armaments they need as well uh, and uh, making sure all the children are safe in the tunnels. With that, I bid you adieu. And Yaskir runs out of the room as a number of other individuals are frantically running around. So, uh, I do not know where you would like to strategically position yourself. Gregory has taken a position on the roof. We have a plan um, where there should hopefully be a pitfall towards the sheep, and there will be a number of werewolves lying in wait to ambush anyone who would ride into town. But other than that, I do not know how best to defend the rest of the individuals. Well, I'm not very stealthy, so if you could just place me somewhere, I'll just attack things. You could guard the entrance uh, to the tunnel system by the blacksmith shop to make sure that no harm comes to the women and children. Got it. I'm on it. Oh, look at that. What a noble hero. Saving the women and children. Such integrity and character. And this is the catalyst he needed. And look, now he's even got this blade of light. Maybe that's a legendary artifact. We can now save the world! Does she come with me? Oh, yeah, he follows you. Okay. <laughs> Gotta make sure you're doing your job right. Yeah. yeah this is like your your moment. Yeah, this one's your legendary hero slacking off. Oh, yeah. One. So, with that, Greg, you are making yourself to the rooftop of the mayor's manor. But likewise, Odette, that is exactly where you find yourself coming to. You, as you are coming out of the trees, I'm going to need you to roll a stealth check and then an aided climb check to get up to the roof of the manor. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Greg, you are going to roll a perception check, though it is not entirely inside your field of view, so it's mostly going to be auditory-based. Uh, that's a... <laughs> that is a... Uh, 
42 in perception. All right. All right, Em, roll your stealth. Yeah, Em, roll your stealth. It's not going to matter. You're on the other side of the building. I rolled a 42, my dude. She, she can hear you coming. All you, all you would know is that something is coming from the rear. But isn't there a lot of other noise? Am There's I not a lot of bonuses? other noise going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why you can roll. You still have a chance to roll stealth. Because she's going purely off of auditory, and there's a lot of other sound going around as well. It's a 10. Oh, no. Not with a 10. You kind of come stumbling down the cliffside out of the woods, though S seems to be approaching very stealthily. Greg, you do hear a commotion coming from behind the mayor's manor. Um. Though you are currently on the front part of it, uh, where there is somewhat of a veranda and a patio, uh, facing out towards the center of town. Uh, but you could climb up to the roof to then look over Which the Which is bridge. exactly what I was going to do anyway, regardless of what I heard. I will perform a climb track, but I will also perform handy grapple. I have rope on my person, and I can transform any rope-like object into a retracting grapple. So I'll use that to climb onto the top 23 for my climb track. So you are able to clamber your way up the top of this roof after having shot your handy grapnel uh, up to the roof of the building. I would also like to cast um, Aspect of Falcon. It gives me... Uh, well, let's... Actually, no. So it, no, it took you time mind. to climb up to the top of the building. So you've heard something off in that direction and you are climbing over there to investigate. But at this time, uh, Odette and S would have then been hugging the side of the building. And I'm going to... If you wish to continue up the side of the building, you're going to have to roll me a climb check, Odette. But you will be assisted by S, who seems to throw a grappling hook up there. Do I see that? The grappling hook? Um, you can roll a perception check. You might not see it because it is dark. It is nighttime. It is low lit. 34. It is on a lower... Th- there's a tier of roof in between you and the location. You do hear something clatter against the roof. I walk over to investigate. Odette, I need you to make a climb check. Okay. Hold on. Before you make me do that... Is there something you wanted to do? Odette goes into her bag of holding and pulls out a pair of gloves. I'm sorry, Lester. She trades out her Lester <gasps> assisting gloves and puts them back in her bag. Actually, no, she puts them in her inventory. I'll be back for you in a second. She puts on the claws of the ice bear. The what? <laughs> the claws of the ice bear. What are, what are those? Strapped to the hands, these spiked climbing claws grant up plus two confidence bonus on climb checks and acrobatics checks made when using both hands to aid in movement and allows the wearer to ignore the normal penalties on those skills for slippery or icy slur- surfaces, but I'm just getting bonus. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, roll your climb check. You, you... Also, up to three times per day, the wearer can activate the claws as a swift action, gain the benefits of spider climb for one round. Oh, do you just want to dance then? Yeah. Okay, okay cool. spider climb. Yeah, cool. Don't worry. I have this. This is just watching you as you're just... Climbing on this wall, this completely vertical surface, kind of like m- wiggling and like serpentining your way around windows and other buildings, and you're like dooting this little tune to yourself. Do, 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 do. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not Spider Manning. It's more classical. Okay, sure. And S just kind of stares up at you quizzically and begins climbing the rope of the grappling hook that he just threw up onto the roof, at which point you have. An unprecedented reunion. Greg, you have walked over to the highest tier to investigate the clattering, and you notice that there isn't anything there, but as you turn around, you see both Odette and S standing on the lower tier of the roof, this unprecedented reunion of the pair of you in the moonlight. 
Well, well, well. If it isn't the person who sided with the Nazis. Uh, excuse me, we are on a date right now? In the moonlight? I will not excuse you. Your actions are inexcusable. Oh, don't worry, Greg. We're You're just siding here. with the side that's doing systematic oppression. Odette leans over to us. Should we knock him out? He's being very loud. He is being very loud. Okay, well, you'll knock him out. I got this. Hold on. She goes into her bag and starts to pull out. Do I hear the this? Wand. I've had very high perception. Oh, they're messaging. Oh. Because, yeah, that's the only way us communicates. I can see you talking to each other. We're whispering sweet nothings into each other's ears. I choose not to believe that. Greg, what is your AC? 12, but I'm a, I am immune to any magical sleep. Doesn't mean poison doesn't work. <laughs> Would I have... Oh, that it. Hold on. I have to take my gloves off because I can't hold anything while I have these on. Oh, dang it. I'm getting less Do you throughout. see Odette, like, ripping off these, like, blue and white spiked, like, bear hands that she has on they're right really, now? They're really fuzzy. They're really look- furry, but they've got, like, spikes on the inside of them, and she's just trying to, like, take them off and, like, cram them in her inventory. I shoot a daylight arrow into the air. I was... Okay. And as you do that, you actually feel something kind of prick your side, as if a pin has struck you. And I require you to roll a fortitude save. Seventeen. As you shoot this daylight arrow up into the sky, unfortunately, the last thing you recall is feeling yourself collapse on the rooftop, unconscious. Really? Uh, uh, Dad finally pulls out the wand. I got it. Oh, nice job, eh? Oh. We may have a slight problem. There is a slight problem, I understand. Hold on, one the fireball. All right, you do see as uh, you're pulling out this wand and staring at the center of town that numerous individuals' attention have been drawn to your current location. This is a long distance, by the way, so I can actually send it out further. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to send, it's 100 feet plus... 400. Uh, the base is 400. Base sure. is 400? Yeah. Okay, so I have a total of 840 feet that I can shoot this you out You can to. hit pretty much the entire village. I'm going to shoot it out there and blow up that house in particular. Which house? What poor house? Which house? You really just come in here destroying a village of people who are pretty peaceful? All in the name of some vampires who just told you so? Vampires who I may add recently imprisoned you with no basis. Little basis. They were like, oh, you're in the garden. Why do I feel like Greg is scolding me from the world of dreams? (laughs) (laughs) Because he has a very disgruntled look on his face and he said he was disappointed in you. Where's Jerry, by the way? On the veranda currently. Oh, hi, Jerry. It's nice to see you. Oh, cover your ears. Okay. Bola de fuego. A small red bead emanates from the tip of your wand and bolts out, streaking across the dark landscape of the evening, making contact with a small, tiny cottage at which the fireball detonates and its radius completely engulfs the entirety of the building, setting it ablaze. So help me, if that was freaking little... I can't even remember her name. Marcella's house is near the coastline. Was that enough fireball Should I do more? I think that is drawing plenty of attention. And you do see as numerous individuals are scrambling out of their building, some of them carrying buckets of water, and you hear, Fire! 
but I could do another one. Just, just one more. Where are you shooting? Fine, I won't waste another fireball. She puts it back in her bag and pulls out Lester and puts Lester back on her hands. And simultaneously corresponding with your successful fireball, you do hear two more large-scale explosions. There's an explosion down by the warehouse of sheep where there are numerous individuals currently trying to dig a trench. As well, there's a large-scale explosion over by the barn where you had the evening deliberation. With this, panic seems to overcome the village and numerous individuals are scattered about. Panic! And Odette, you do notice that the mayor is currently standing just outside his manor. I got this. You got this. All right. Wait a second. She smacks Mo's back and casts mage armor as he goes. It is just in case. He nods as he jumps off the top of this third-story building. How long is Greg out for? A minute. Oh, dear. A minute. So, so not very long. Mage armor. Mage armor on help. Please. 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 I think... Yeah, you cast it like five times, spamming it. No, I'm not spamming it. I was definitely begging you, GM. Yeah, yes, you are able to successfully cast Mage Armor on S and then also yourself. After our thing also casts the Fireball. You have enough turn economy to do it. Theo, as you are making your way over to the blacksmiths, suddenly all around you, you hear explosions going off. You see brilliant scarlet lights as the village has been set ablaze in numerous locations. And the sound of screams is echoing from the villagers all around you. I continue. <laughs> you were told to protect the women and Absolutely. children. Absolutely, yep. Making your way to the blacksmith's shop, do you see Jeskier run out screaming, What is going on? Uh, there's explosions. Uh, what, what happened to the village? Uh, I will go investigate. What, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm, I'm going to protect the women and children. Uh, very well. Uh, go on about the business. I will uh, find out what happened to the town. All right. Then he runs out. And you enter the blacksmith shop, but then you realize you do not know where the tunnel is. It's fine. I'll just stand there. Uh, you're going to do something? Scream people out there. Do you think I should? Well, I feel like maybe legendary hero might, yeah. But you were told to protect the women and children. You know where those are? I guess not. Oh, well, so you don't know where you're supposed to protect what? There's a bunch of screaming people outside. All right, I'll go outside then. Okay, you exit the blacksmith's shop. What do you do? I'll go towards the screams. Actually, roll a perception check as you're exiting the, uh, the blacksmith's shop. Eight. Yeah, you uh, manage to hear, you hear screams literally everywhere, but you do see a giant pillar of fire coming from basically dead ahead of you where you had the evening deliberation and the very nice barn screams. So I guess you just begin... Running yeah. your way over in that direction. Yeah, yeah, Good way! I'll catch up one of these days. I may die first, but I'll catch up. So, Odette, you see S lunge off this rooftop, plummeting down to the ground below. He whirls out his Kusari Gama and strikes Mayor Lupus Fusile right in the back between his shoulder blades, and you see it dig deep, piercing into his flesh as blood gushes out. The mayor hunches over, doubles in pain, but seems to then stand up. All right, okay, it was pretty legendary hero, but I would say I think a one shot was not going to happen. Oh, shit. <laughs> I feel like this is our one time that's allowed. I guess blindness, deafness. Blindness or deafness, I get to pick one or the other. Okay. It will be blind. Yes, no, wait. Oh, God, he's a wolf. He can sniff. It is a problem. You know what? The blindness is pretty, pretty surprising if you just kind of lose your sight all of a sudden. 
Upon casting the spell, I do need you to make a caster level check. A caster level check. Understood. Hold on. 30. As S comes down, striking with his Kusarigama, you see it plunge in between the shoulder blades of the mayor, who doubles over in pain and lets out a terrifying howl. Oh, that was very terrifying. Thank you, GM. At which point, you cast blindness deafness. This aura, this dark aura emanating from your hand launches out and covers his eyes with a thick fog. He can make a fortitude saving throw to negate. DC is 15. You see this black haze start to cover his eyes, but he seems to shake it off in anger. (gasps) And this is the first time you have seen the mayor emotive. A wild rage fills his eyes and he seems to grow in size and stature. His muscles begin to bulge, and his hair turns into a thick coat of black fur as he begins to tower over S as a large creature. S gets a plus four to his AC for mage armor. Indeed he does. It lasts for 11 hours. Thanks. I think that'll last the combat. Ooh. Greg should be waking up soon. Uh, yeah, Greg, Greg is pretty much... Actually, you are awoken by the howl. I check my surroundings. What's going on? All you notice is that you are on a rooftop and Odette holding her hands out over the ledge of the rooftop wearing these white gloves, arms extended out towards the town, which is on fire and everyone panicked and screaming and there is a lot of howling going on now. How tall is this building? Uh, the building's about 30 feet tall. Eh, wouldn't kill it. <laughs> I will attempt to go into my hybrid port. Okay, well, a constitution saving throw. 19. You successfully enter a hybrid state. I will say, you are growing in size, so anything you're wearing on you, get broken. I'm currently wearing, like, nothing. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, to keep this PG-13, everything except your, like, much like the Hulk, everything except your shorts rip, your shorts expand perfectly to match your size. These are good cargo shorts. Good, high-quality cargo shorts. I motion for Jerry to stay. As the roof Yeah, might... as the wolf. Yeah, the, the, the goat is very receptive to it. Well-trained he know, goat. He knows it's me. We have a hunter's bond. And, we'll handle uh, animal. 22. Jerry is immensely overwhelmed by his surroundings. He kind of runs off to a nearby corner and stays there, petrified. All right. I barrel towards Odette, and I will take her down to the ground with me. Are you just going to, like, tackle her and jump off the building with her? Actually, take no, her I'll just down push there. her. Honestly, I'll just push her. You gotta beat my stuff, though. Well, it's, it's gonna be a reposition check, actually. So it's versus my CMD? It is gonna be versus your CMD, I'm pretty sure. I'm behind her, and she's distracted. Yeah, so you're gonna be denied your dexterity. Okay. Just like how you would have been denied your dex-based AC. So I wake up, kind of shake it off, and start to go into my hybrid form. Successfully, I locate Odette, and I'm like, Really? 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 You say that in your hybrid form? No. But I, this is what Greg's thinking. All right. So I do need you to roll your CMB versus Odette's dexless CMD. 23. 15. Greg, you're attempting to reposition Odette. You turn into your hybrid werewolf form and begin barreling towards her with an immense amount of rage. And you shove her off <gasps> this roof. However, Odette, you begin unexpectedly tumbling off the top of this building. You see that there is but a narrow platform beneath you. It looks like a second small roof layer, potentially from the first floor. You could roll an acrobatics check to attempt to mitigate some of the damage. Since six. 
Odette comes crashing down onto the secondary roof, only taking one damage, but then tumbles off, impacting into the small garden below, taking another three damage for a total of four. Oh, that really hurt, Greg. You stupid. Oh. I will not allow you to harm innocent people. Does that mean I'm also prone as a result? Yeah, you are knocked prone. Okay. Theo. Following along the path towards the blazing building, you hear a scream just a short distance away from you. Looking in the direction, you see as a figure comes tumbling down the roof of the mayor's manor, where, atop of which, a hulking beast stands above. I see this. Yeah. <laughs> it's werewolf Greg, though. I'm in a hybrid state. Am I recognizable? As much as a werewolf's recognizable in the dark. So, um... Theodore, you are now making your way all the way up to the barn, which is on fire, and there are numerous people kind of screaming and running around, but you did also just see a, a young woman get pushed off the top of a roof who's screaming in agonizing pain laying in this garden right now. By a werewolf. Yep, it was pushed by a werewolf. That I can see on the roof. Which you can see on the roof. All right, I'll go check it out. Okay, you go check this out. Cool. Uh, wh- wh- what do you do? There's kind of a fence in between you. It's 10 feet tall. I, I'll climb it. All right, we'll climb. 11. Uh, you step on the base foundation stones and climb over this metal fence. Uh, your armors kind of get clattering and getting in your way, and your sight kind of gets stuck on one of the rungs at one point, but you do manage to heave yourself over, and you are now inside the mayor's garden right next to his manor, where you do see this small young woman laying in the mud, crushing crops. Uh, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> are you okay? Oh, oh, hello, other legendary hero. It is nice to meet you. My name Wait. is Odette. What? Why are you hurting innocent people? Greg is gone off the deep end again. Greg? That's Greg? Yes, he is insane. Uh, I don't know what you're doing here, but it is nice to meet you. I'm not here to hurt you. Okay. Yes. What are you here to do? Uh, I guess I think the clearest option would be to assassinate the mayor so that we can get a reward. What, what did the mayor do? Hmm? They made it very difficult. Greg killed their god, Lycanon, and all the werewolves went crazy. This is true. All right, I'm sorry. This is a lot to process. Give me a minute. Well, while you do that, give, give me one second. She starts, like, moving towards the front where she can see um, the mayor's now werewolf form. How is S doing? Are you crawling on the ground or are you standing up? <laughs> She's crawling. Nice. So you're still prone on the ground over here. Can I use part of my move to stand up? Yeah. It's a movement action to come up from being prone, but you could use then your other standard action to then walk over there. Yeah. Uh, you notice that... She'll Esh- take cover right behind the um, wagon right there. From the position where you crawled out from the garden, you are kind of taking cover behind this wheelbarrow. You successfully have cover from the mayor, who has transformed into a large creature. Uh, it does appear that S is faring somewhat well, though he does have a massive five-claw gash across his chest, which kind of tore into his armor. Uh, you do see your shimmering mage armor has been protecting him to some degree, and S has landed some pretty lethal blows in the side of the mayor with multiple kunai. Uh, I need to get the hit in. This is ridiculous. Hold on, hero. I'll be there in a second after I deal with Greg. Maybe. With that, Greg, you do see that Theodore kind of clambered over the fence and spoke with Odette, and Odette has kind of crawled away and is ducked behind this wheelbarrow. You are still on top of the roof. I wave to him. Actually, I'll just roll acrobatics to jump down. 
While in a hybrid form, you have a plus two to strength and constitution, as well as you do have fast healing level three, and you have lycanthropic empathy. Also, you have a plus two natural armor bonus to your AC. Uh, with that, um, you do successfully leap off of the top of this building, landing with a giant thud right into the crops beneath you in this small garden. You're standing now directly next to Theo, who you were always taller than, but now you seem to tower over even more in a more hulking, muscular sense. I will point to Odette. We can't want to kill her, but we want to stop her. Uh, Greg, you still have some action economy if you wanted to do anything. I would like to grapple Odette. Uh, you do have to roll your CMD versus her CMD. 27. Stomping forward, you trudge your way through this garden, crushing the crops beneath your feet with your new massive hulking body. You wrap your massive hulking arms around Odette's thin frame and figure, and you are able to restrain her in place. With that, it would be Odette's turn, though. I'm very disappointed in you. I don't care about your disappointment. You're not my padre. You just care about money and killing innocent people. Greg, you are stupid. Name one good reason. I should let you go. Because Ace is going to die if you don't. I'm going to attempt an escape artist? Yes, you may. As Greg has now grappled uh, Odette, uh, you can see that she is visibly struggling against you. You just hear from outside of the courtyard over the fence, Consent is very sexy! And just a glass object gets thrown over and splatters over the both of you, and you are both now coated in grease. Um, my escape artist was a 22. All right, you're going to get a plus two bonus to that. What is your CMD? 26. Oh, no, never mind. No, you gain a plus 10. Oh, okay. Bonus on escape artist checks. So I have a 32. So you are now coated in this grease. You slip right through the hulking massive arms as they kind of collapse and crush in on themselves. You kind of duck and slip underneath and are able to scatter away. Okay. Um, Odette would take the withdraw action. Okay. And she would attempt to... Uh, Where are you withdrawing towards? She's going to attempt to move 15 feet away behind the mayor's small cabin. Sure. Where she still has visual of the mayor. Slipping through the grasp of Greg, you manage to run around this nearby small building, peeking around the corner, gaining cover from your would-be restrainer in Greg, and you manage to duck behind this building where you still have solid visual of your legendary hero and his combatant, the mayor. Theodore, it is your turn. Where's George? Oh, uh, George is, like, wheezing behind. He's kind of, like, coming up this hill now. Okay. He's, he's still, like, back by the barn. All right, I guess I'll walk forward and see what's going on. How far forward? Yeah, so so I can see around the corner. You walk forward towards this small cottage where you just saw this greased-up young female run behind, and you turn to see a male figure dressed in all black wielding something that looks like a sickle on a chain. He's currently thrown multiple kunai into this larger wolf, which attempts to be mauling him right before the doorstep, and you see numerous other smaller wolves kind of clamoring over the fence and funneling their way through in an attempt to attack him. But I will say, though the individual masked in black does seem injured, not nearly as much so as the wolf which is attacking him. How, so wait, how injured does S seem? I would say he is bloodied, but the wolf seems almost unconscious. But there are more wolves funneling through the gate right now. Right, okay. How much movement do I have left? 
Um, you have roughly 10 feet of movement left if you still wanted to make a standard action or you could utilize all of your movement to position yourself in a different way. All right, I'll go up next to S. Okay, so you're going to use the rest of your movement? Yeah. Utilizing the rest of your movement, you run through the garden, turning the corner after seeing this event, and you run up next to the injured humanoid individual who is facing off with this large werewolf, which seems to be mawing at him desperately with multiple kunai stuck in his side. S turns to you and looks very perplexed. What exactly is your plan? You say this to S? Yeah. Uses his left hand and points with his finger and seems to gesture at the wolf with a silver dagger with a stabbing motion. All right, I'll just look at him quizzically. Do you want to roll sense motive? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See if you can decipher this code. I mean, it can't honestly be any worse than working with George. 15. Oh, uh, yeah. You can understand that his plan is to stab the wolf. Okay. All right. Uh, with that, you do see as he makes a quick series of movements and stabs and slashes at this wolf with a silver dagger three times, making three slice marks right across his chest as it howls out in pain. Now, it would indeed be Greg's turn. Gregory? Can I grapple S? He's kind of... There's a building and a cart in between you and also a Theodore in between you. There's a lot of bodies and objects in between you and him. Is S going to die? I don't want S to die. But... S doesn't look... It, it looks like the wolf in front of him is about to die. Which you know to be the man. Um, I run towards them as much as I can. You run around out of the garden, turning around this wheelbarrow, which is getting in everyone's way today. Uh, you make a sharp right-hand turn and begin sprinting towards the mayor. And you are now right next to him, but there is Theodore in between you and S. Can I get between the mayor and S? You can attempt a reposition maneuver, but that would provoke an attack of opportunity from both S and Theodore, because that is a combat maneuver, and if you do not have improved reposition, that does provoke attack of self-opportunity. The only reason why it did not when Odette was there is because she was not wielding a weapon, which she was proficient in, and she was also denied her dexterity. A lot of rules in Pathfinder. You can reposition the mayor, if you wanted to try to. I do want to try to. Very well. What is your check? Nice roll plus CMB, please. Um, 24. You attempt to wrap your arms around the mayor in an attempt to rescue him. However, unfortunately, due to the fact that he's such a large creature, you are not able to move this giant hulking mass. As you are still only a medium creature yourself, it seems as if he is too large and unruly to re-maneuver at this moment. I'll try to communicate with him. Mr. Mayor, unhandle this. And with that... A number of other hybrid and wolf form werewolves began running into the courtyard of the mayor as well. Odette, you see this where you see uh, there are now numerous werewolves surrounding your legendary hero. Black tentacles. Oh god, that hits everyone. <laughs> All right, Theodore, are you ready? Oh yeah. You're no, about to I be- can I can direct it behind them so that it grapples just the wolves. Okay. You cast this spell from the depths of this ground. You do see almost a misty haze appears underneath them, and from it arises these massive black tentacles slamming down and grasping at them. Can you please tell me the damage and the DCs in which I need to roll for all of these creatures? So there is no saving throw, but it is a CMD to grapple. The CMD for it is a 16. So I rolled a 12 plus the 16. So that is 28. How much damage does it do? It says 1d6 plus four points of damage. Okay. 
you manage to grapple all of the wolves in the area, restraining them tightly and crushing them against the ground, including the large mayor, who seems to fall unconscious. No offense. I'm sorry, everybody, but we need to take care of this, Greg. This was your mess in the first place. This was supposed to be a diplomatic mission. And you failed. You failed. I think this is success, actually. Hey, sir, are you okay, legendary hero? Successfully failing as being a good person. S takes a step forward, lunging towards the mayor who is unconscious, and bears down at him with the silver dagger, stabbing him directly in the center of his chest, piercing his heart. He kind of gestures towards you and gives you a thumbs up. That's right, legendary hero. Oh, look at him. He is so handsome. Uh, Covered in blood. Theodore? What do you do? Yeah, it's your turn. So the mayor's dead? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Hmm. There's black tentacles, there's four werewolves in front of you, there's a werewolf Greg in front of you, and there are these two people who kind of just assassinated the mayor, which you were kind of low-key working with. So, Greg, what do you want to do? <laughs> I like how you just, you don't care who it is giving you orders, you just look to someone to give you orders. I don't know, this is Greg's plan, man. Like, I feel like we've kind of failed already. Greg's hella pissed. What does he say to do? I don't know. All I know is that he's very upset. Theodore is asking, what would you have him do? In your enraged, very emotional werewolf state, they just killed your alpha. Alpha? No. He was my friend. Yeah. Somebody who helped me. These people used to be my friends, but they kind of stabbed me in the back. And the friend of many people of this quaint, small village. And Theodore is asking what he should do. Stop that. I guess I'll grapple ass. Okay, yeah, go, go ahead, roll to grapple. Uh, do you have improved grapple? Nope. Oh, that's going to provoke an attack of opportunity. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. S, run! Yeah, what'd you roll for your grapple? 18. You go in for a, a classic double leg takedown as you were taught in high school, in high school wrestling gym. And you go to tackle him, to grapple him, and take him down to the ground. He kind of slices at you with his kusari gama, but you duck right at the right moment, and it grazes against your armor, and you try and grab at his legs, but he kind of jumps to the side before you can get him. Let's just talk about this man. S kind of gestures and scratches his head. It looks very conflicted about this moment, like he wants to say something. He's just gesturing his hands at you. What a confusing man. <laughs> uh, meanwhile... I'll, I'll run towards Odette. Greg, you begin closing the gap on Odette, and you now stand before her. Greg stands before you in his werewolf form, but he looks more hurt than angered. Why? Because we have a job to do, Greg. What is the job? To make sure we win. Greg gestures to the alpha wolf, Mayor Vasilis. You won. Perfect. Then I will leave. Uh, okay. Gray, is there anything else you want to do in your turn? You still have a decent amount of movement left and you haven't used a standard action. You've just used a free action to speak. Odette is staring at Greg while Greg stares at her. This is this is a very long staring contest. I, I You know, the grapple is going off and the wolves are taking more damage. Bam, 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 bam. There's the on the ground. Oh, I don't know what to do. Then come back with us, Greg. We remove these curse on you and you are free from it. It did kind of literally grow on you, Greg. But listen, this is a game, 
You have to play the game to win. These are just NPCs. What happens to the survivors? Hmm? They are allowed to live under the castle in a beautiful place where they just have to donate blood. What, like once every seven years or so? And that is it. In containers, well, yes, it's so that they are held still so they do not fall onto the ground while they are sleeping. Also, there is a very nice man there. I told him I was going to find him a mate. Oh, speaking of which... I want to help Mitch. Greg will come over beside you and sit down and just kind of put his hands on his head. There, there, Greg. She pats his back and gives him a scratch. These are nice people. Yes, they are nice people. But the problem is we killed their god and we caused their problem. And this is a good solution. They will live a happy life. They won't even know there's a problem. Expanding from the scene, uh, eventually, Grendel actually runs up behind you, Odette, and is on the other side of the fence. Hey, I saw you made good use of my protective fluids. You know, Grendel, we need to change the name of that. But I really think we should get out of here. We really did bomb the village and assassinate the mayor. I'm pretty sure we're on an international terrorist list as far as these individuals are concerned, so we do not need to be caught. That is true. Yes, we need to go now, my dear legendary hero. As kind of sees you starting to wave, gives you a thumbs up, and then tries to double back and run into the manor, withdrawing. Uh, the other legendary hero, uh, feel free to join us. We are going to have tea and cake afterwards. Greg's very sad, upset, distraught, also in a hybrid werewolf form. He looks up to the roof. Jerry. Batman. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry. Alfred. Rachel. Can I, I go over to the edge of the the roof? Okay, I well, well you, you pause for a moment. S is trying to withdraw uh-huh. from Theo. He's gonna yeah, take a five him. foot I'll step let, no, away. No, I'm gonna let him. And he's backing away into the building. Yeah, that's fine. And then vanishes. Boom. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that Theo had no other actions that he wanted to take. So Theo allows S to slip away into the mansion and escape his sight vanishing, as far as he's concerned, into the night. Meanwhile, Greg then approaches the side of the building, looking up towards the veranda where Jerry is. <laughs> yes, me with your wolf jowls, you make a very wonderful kissing sound. Jerry, I'm Roll handle animal. 20. Jerry very tentatively walks over to the ledge and stares at you. Yes, he loves you. Me and he just trust falls and jumps off the roof. I catch him, or do I have to roll to catch him? Or are you gonna make roll me reflex? Roll? Yeah. Seventeen reflex. Seventeen reflex. Yeah, enough? you're you're able to catch him. Oh. Perfectly fine. Where is George? Oh, he had to run around the entire compound because he's not climbing over the gate. Uh huh. George, there's some land cephalopods. Greg walks over to you, Jerry in hand. He's just sad and unusually silent for Greg. So, Greg, what's the plan? Greg is a werewolf holding his goat, and there's somehow tears falling out of his eyes as he looks on to Mayor. Well, this will make it significantly easier to take over the village tomorrow or the next day, whichever day they're coming. I don't know. And with that, Odette. Would you teleport away? S teleport. How are they getting back? 
Good question. All right, I'll let you guys figure it out. She wouldn't She wouldn't think anything of it, unfortunately. Do you teleport back to the Guildhall or the Castle Room at all? Hmm, ladies time, I guess I should report to the Queen. A teleport. Or me though. You, you seem kind of torn, Greg. My heart is torn. Broken heart symbol with his werewolf claws. George, I'm not so sure about this. This Greg guy. What? I don't know. This, this has just gone yeah. very poorly. Yeah, you're not sure that was his last name, I thought, right? I am going to push out the fire and then go back to the deal's house, I guess. Do you, do you have any jobs that give actual money? <laughs> All right, George. Sounds like money to me. What? They're offering free money. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll I'll put out the fire. I guess that's what we're doing. I will. After we put out the fire. The town in disarray, currently ablaze. Their leader assassinated and their people disjointed, are scrambling about, attempting to salvage what is left of what was once their quaint town. Those who had done this have absconded into the night. And I think that is where we're going to end this episode of The Odd Campaign. Thanks for listening, Foundlings. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please make sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening app. Follow us on social media. That's Twitter and Instagram at RollFound. And feel free to join our Discord, link in the description, so that you can interact with us directly and tell us all of your favorite moments and best conspiracy theories. If you want to help support the podcast and get access to exclusive bonus content and early releases, make sure you become a member of our Patreon. Special shout out to our longtime supporters, Jason and Ashley. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. And you guys really do help allow us to make content and get new equipment and produce more shows for you. So please feel free to join us there. Another special thank you to Ivan Dutch, Will Savino with Music D20, Michael Gelfi, and Monumental Studios for providing music and ambiance for today's session, Building the Immersion. And last but not least, this is your friendly neighborhood GM here with a brief reminder and a special quest. Reminder, we will be going on a brief hiatus before coming back in full force in September. During this time of reprieve writing and recording bonus content behind the scenes, I bestow upon you this quest, dear listener. Pay forward your enjoyment and show this show with at least one person you know. If you do so, and you tag us on social media, we will retweet to all of our followers your wonderful good deeds to the community. Thanks, and thanks again, guys. We'll see you in September. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Bye.